live from New York. It's the show that is excited about Patrick Mahomes' new behind-the-back pass oh, video. Yeah. We got another one. We Three did. years running. It's first things first. I love it. Today, the one thing Mahomes <laughs> said that made an NFL champion compare him to Tom Brady. Meanwhile, did LeBron trick the media into not talking about being swept? My goodness, he did. And finally, the most motivating segment in all of sports, it's the Budless. And wow, I don't know if that's the Saints who he used to root for or Lamar ja- Oh, the Patriots? Maybe it's Lamar Jackson. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, any... You never tell us. You know what? I almost made the Budless. Yeah, tell me. Not a huge name. But Malcolm Brogdon almost made the buzzer. <laughs> I heard. Well, you I know what? I put him on the buzzer. I'm then he, then he, say, he's injured, though. He's playing with yeah. an injury. Okay, we don't need so to start said, the show you know, talking Malcolm Brogdon. I'm just saying, the I, I love the president. He used to be called the, the president. Floor. He used to be called the president? Yeah, because he looks like, he looks like Obama. Obama. And he's, a, he's got okay, that the presidential personality. <laughs> that's, that's. <laughs> we start with game five. Celtics now favored by eight. And bad news for the Heat, Gabe Vincent's out after tweaking his ankle last game. Here's his numbers. Who's going to guard Malcolm Brogdon? <laughs> he's second in minutes. He's third in points. And the Heat are 18-5 and five with him as a playoff starter. So, Nick, who you got? Who I got? Yeah, who do you have? Well, I'm going to go with Miami because they're better, and they've been better, and they've been better this postseason, they've been better this series, and they've been better the last two years, and they've been better the last four years. And to find the window of time, it's a very weird thing people are doing to find a way to disrespect the Heat. Because if we look at the last, I don't know, half century, or half decade, pardon me, half decade in the East, they've been the best. We look at the last three years, Nobody's been better. If we look at the totality, they I'm baffled. The well, they were the one seed Are last year. Are you going year. back to LeBron they were the, and no, Wade? No, since Jimmy Butler's been there. They've been the finals. They've been the one seed. Mm-hmm. They're a game away from the finals again. If we just look at the entirety of this season, from the first game to right now, they're one of the. They're are basically the second best team to Boston, who they've owned in this series. The only way to find the window of time where the Heat haven't been awesome is like, okay, we're gonna count this regular season and this regular season only, and that's illogical to me. So yeah, I like the Heat tonight and Vegas's ongoing love affair. With the Boston Celtics, who were seven and a half point favorites in game one, nine and a half point favorites in game two, four point road favorites in game three, Mm -hmm. and then finally underdogs in game four, and they actually won that game. And now they're eight point favorites tonight. I I don't get it. Well, part of this might be, and I agree with you, Vegas, and we've said this, they were the favorites to win the whole thing. Against the field. Right, which we disagree with. So I'll give you a little bit of that on Vegas. But one of the reasons they might be favored by eight to Tonight is what, what's Boston's problem or one of their problems been in the playoffs? They stink at home. No. Yes. They can't okay. win close games. Oh, okay. And so they may be saying it's if Boston wins, it's going to have to. Okay, fair. And, and let's face it, too. Eight points today, that could still be a close game. Like, you could, it could be a 10, you know, it could get free throws yeah. or a late three or whatever, and it could look worse than it actually is. But I got, look, I, I, before I give you my answer, I cannot let that gibberish yeah. go out on the airwaves unchallenged. Okay. This year, now, yes, right now Miami's gotten the best of them in this series. Yeah. And if they win it, you will have to say they were better this year. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But this season, there is no doubt Boston was the better team. During the regular season, they were the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Miami had to fight for its dear life just to make the postseason. No, I, I understand okay. that. And last year. They were the one seed. I, yeah, but they played in the playoffs, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. It, who won that? No, and it went to a final but, shot but of a I, game I, seven. But who won Hold on, wait a second. Wait a moment. But, Boston beat them. We won? all know that Boston beat them oh, in the okay. series last so year. So how in the world in the are series, we saying Miami be, was better? Because in my Miami last year, and we don't have to relitigate last season, but they were the one seed. They played. Boston, their best player, Jimmy Butler, got hurt in the series and for three games was on one leg. And despite that, it came down to the final possession Who of won? game seven. Who no, I, I I get it, bro. Okay, that's but, all that matters. That's all that matters. You don't, but they won. So, so, my, so I think Boston was better last year, and thus far, Boston has been better so, this year. So that you, might be proven incorrect. Can I just ask a question real quick on that point? So you think Miami was better than Milwaukee this year? Based on the same standard. Doesn't matter who the one Miami seed was. was doesn't Milwaukee. matter that the Milwaukee's well, they, best they, player got they hurt. Beat them in the, so Milwaukee Miami, had a better regular season. Yes, Miami okay, beat them in the playoffs. Okay, Absolutely. got it. Go ahead. Now, tonight, I'm going with the Celtics. Oh, we're right? Yeah. I'm going with the Celtics. And look, you might – look, Gabe Vincent, and I'm not going to sit here and act like Gabe Vincent is a star. Nobody's good. But Ga- you, I'm glad you put up the numbers. Gabe Vincent, their third leading scorer in this series – their best three-point shooter in this series, and they are just running out of bodies. Now, I won't count the Heat. I have mad respect for them. They are going to play tough. I don't care who's missing. As long as he's not named Jimmy Butler, they're going to be tough to beat. But Boston, and I've been saying this, when their backs are against the wall, they come to play. Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, I got Ramsey on it oh, for me. thanks, Ramsey. Look at them in elimination games. Six and one. Ver- the non-elimination playoff games, I mean, they're a 500 team. But the key is the defense. You see it. And what we saw in game four, they ratcheted up the defense. Miami stopped hitting all those threes, and it was a different series. And, Nick, I will say this. Yeah. Tonight is up to Boston. They're the better team. They got the most so- talent. And what Miami does is beat you, especially without Tyler Hero, they beat you on heart, grit, toughness, Mm -hmm. execution, coaching. Now, Boston can't match their coaching. But if they can match their heart, their grit, just play as hard as them. You're going to win because you got the most talent. So So they should win tonight. Before I give you kind of my thoughts on why this is not a good night for Boston, I want to drill down on something here, though. I think you right now this moment, if you believe Boston's winning tonight, you've got Boston winning the series. Brew, I know, you we're do. not there. I'm no, like, I'm we not, are. I'm not you, moving ahead. Brew, what did I say on what, uh, no, two days ago? No. five, you one might One game whip at them a out. time. I the, said I'm one game at yeah. a time. Yeah. Oh, the toes? Yeah. Yeah, but so, Brew. I might wear flip-flops. Uh, okay, Brew. Uh, if, if they listen, win tonight, I, I might whip the toes Brew, you believe they're going to win tonight? Yes. You believe they will win we'll game see. six? We'll see. see he, he, I'm not. We'll see. You're optimistic, though. I think that's this fair. Is, I just think they they are the – I think they're the better team. The, they are. Can we, they got so, the most So can we talk play, about what's happened to these playoffs sure. for the Miami Heat when everyone has just given them no chance? Because the Miami Heat as underdogs, as they are tonight, as they were in their three previous wins in this series – have been so demonstrably different than every other underdog this postseason. If you don't care about the spread, that's fine. Eight and three record outright. The rest of the league is 18 and 47. Conversely, 
What the reason people like Boston, one of the reasons, the reason they are as big of a favorite as they are, is because they're at home. That how big does the sample need to get yeah. for people to recognize that is not an advantage for them? I don't know why. I don't think it's because of the pressure. They don't have a crowd that turns they on them. Great ah! crowd. You th- I don't know about but, that. But it's still the, a great crowd. It's a great crowd. The crowd boo- how many other home teams have been booed this playoffs? The Knicks. The, but I guess my point would be the home. Sixers. The, the, hmm? the Celtics. Cra- yeah, it's the Northeast curmudgeonly fans. <laughs> that, that do that's it. True. Cold that weather cities. Yeah, great for sports radio. Tough fans. That's <laughs> kind of just how it works. But. Boston fans, it was not until game two of this series when they had then seen multiple home loss after multiple home loss and it looked like the season was going down the drain mm-hmm. that they turned on them. They weren't booing them in the Philly series. like, And it was last year they struggled at home as well. So I just – I don't think – that we can look at the heat, the Celtics being at home as if it is some big advantage. I because I don't think, and it dates back to that's last fair, postseason. Right, that's that it, fair. That is. But if you were a Celtic or a Celtics fan, I agree with you. But wouldn't you rather be at home? Of course, I, you'd still rather yeah. play at home. No, of course. Even if I, I get it, but I think that's because the backs aren't aren't against the wall okay. at home. Nick, as our official uh, gambling guru on the show, yeah. Jalen Brown averaging 17 points this series, yeah, uh, versus about 27 in uh, regular season, 25 in, in the, the first, first two rounds. Games, yeah. The line right now is at 23 and a half. I think he's going to have a breakout game, shooting only 12 percent from three. Do you see a big game for Jalen Brown tonight? I don't, because I think that. One of the more underrated, I think there are multiple simmering stories with Jalen Brown. I think one is the cut on his hand that happened before the playoffs and as recently as two games ago was, according to the sideline reporter, gushing blood. So when the cut on the hand happened and it was like, yeah, I was picking up a broken vase, Mm -hmm. which is an odd, I I don't know that I totally believe that's how he cut his hand, but that's neither here nor there. The cut obviously happened. We, no matter how it happened, I think it's fair to say it has not been treated properly. If you have a cut that you suffered six weeks prior and it still is ripping open and gushing blood, Mm. it needed some type of treatment. Now, maybe the only type of treatment he could have gotten would have knocked him out for playoff games. And so that, and so that's why. But so that, I think, does have an actual physical effect on him. The mental impact of, I think Jalen was making All-NBA did not likely land with him the way it would land with almost anybody else because it's like, oh, my God, now I'm eligible for all this money. But he's only eligible from it for it from Boston, and he gave a few interviews during the year that made it seem like he didn't want to be in Boston. But now you have the added pressure and expectation mm-hmm. of then give me this money. And then the last part of it is for Jalen, we have talked about the trade rumors that he's dealt with in consecutive seasons. Once they lost game three, those trade rumors not generated by the team, in fairness, started again for this coming offseason. And so he's a human being. He's the longest-tenured Celtic behind Marcus Smart, the longest-tenured of their Mm -hmm. excellent players, no disrespect to Marcus. I think that he's dealing with a lot of stuff, and I don't think it's coincidental that he's having this slump right now. Could also be his last game in Boston in a Celtics uniform. Absolutely could be. Could ball out. Uh, Tatum has had a weird series. 28-10, and some assists on average. He had three 30-point games, also had a 14-point game 
three when they really needed him. And he also has 17 turnovers, which you're not going to believe this, Brew, leads the series. On the other side, Jimmy Butler is being awesome in drinking beers. So, Brew, who do you trust more tonight, Tatum or Jimmy Butler? Well, look, Jimmy Butler is phenomenal. He's been the better player in this mm-hmm. series, okay? However, Jimmy Butler last two games, 20% from three. Forty-one percent overall. Is the twenty percent from three one of five, or is yeah. it two of ten? One is, of five. Well, so he's taking. Okay, go he ahead. was eleven percent from three in the last year. I, I mean, he's not a great three-point shooting shooter. Them. He's shooting. If he's taking five in two games, one it's, for five is what? Oh, it's 20%. what did I say? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. All right, that, thank you. He's twenty percent. Yeah. All right. That's true. Go and ahead. Jason, T- I, I get tired of saying it. I don't, I don't even want to utter the phrase backs against the wall. Uh-huh. But in elimination games, in potential elimination games, Ramsey, oh, this is what he really does. 39-6 and 48% shooting overall, including from three. Well, maybe if we didn't have so many elimination games I feel to draw you. from. I get, I get upset that he always puts himself in this position. Okay. But when he does put himself in this position, he gets I, busy. Okay, but hold but this is this is once again where I think you're being a touch misleading. You're being factual. You're being factual, okay. but a touch misleading. Because so Jimmy Butler, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum, let's go through the elimination games that we had prior to this series, right? So and by so he had an elimination game, game seven against Philly, where it was the highest scoring game seven in NBA history. That, that is an A plus game. The game before was also an elimination game. And despite hitting three threes in the final three minutes, he was, let me just check real quick. Five for 21 for 19 points. That is not good. I got to be honest. That's a good game to me. I'm sorry. Brew. What he did when it it counted. Because it it was flipped. uh, If he had 40 going into the fourth quarter and then went one for seven in the fourth, we'd be ripping him. No, so I I understand. Listen, I, I, I agree with you that he salvaged it. But the idea that he was an elimination game assassin in that spot is not accurate. Let's go back to the elimination game before that one. The one you always gloss over. Yes, in the championship. It wasn't great. In the finals. They were better. He was 6 for 18 with 13 points. That 6 for 18 might sound familiar because it's also what he shot in what I would consider a de facto elimination game four days ago. When you're and down when, 2-0 in a series, and you and game three is for 150 times in NBA history an elimination game, and he was six for 18 with 14 points. But it's not an elimination. It, game. Okay, but, and the one elimination game you mentioned, the Warriors, that's the only one he's lost. All the other potential elimination games, he's won. I understand, Brew, that they you are correct, that they they found themselves in a position. You're playing they, fast and loose with the facts. No, I am giving – the thing is this. I am giving context and color to what is a misleading one-sided story. Uh, he, he, he brought and in a non-elimination no, game no, as an elimination but I, but game. But I said, I said I consider down 0-2 in a series – 
For the team down 0-2, game three is a de facto elimination game. Okay. Now, you can disagree, but NBA it, history says it has been. It's de facto, though. Is it? Okay. De but now, okay. can we now go to the Jimmy Butler side of this coin, well, though? Yeah, we've got 30 seconds. Because you don't, <laughs> we don't have to. It does not have to be a referendum on Jason Tatum to say, of course you trust playoff Jimmy more. Because Jimmy Butler has been the second best player in the league this postseason. Wow. He has had the heaviest burden to carry. All of us, he has gone up against, I would argue, and Vegas would agree, by the way, the hardest road as far as playing the Bucks and the Celtics. Those Mm -hmm. were two of the three favorites to win the whole thing. Denver's was... Phoenix, and, D- the Phoenix and the Lakers. Sure, yeah, that's fine. But I think, at least according to the, the pre-playoff odds, Jimmy's has been the hardest. And he has been spectacular <laughs> when they needed him. The one series he wasn't great was the Knicks series, which was the one series he didn't need to be great. And so I just... I don't think it is an indictment on Butler, on Tatum, to say that you have more faith right now in Jimmy Butler. I don't. He's, but the only thing, he's got that burden to carry. Tatum does not have as big of a burden to carry as Jimmy. Yeah, that, I agree, right? I know, like, that's the, Jimmy's got to do problems. it all for them. That's why he could have, like, four points in the first quarter. Tatum? Yeah, and just kind of be floating around. Oh, maybe I'll shoot a three. That's why I think he Jalen's averages gonna... 30. In elimination. Yeah, and he also, has, he also has scored points. Score, or I'm sorry, made a basket in one fourth quarter of this series. One. Okay. That, is that a fact, Brew, or is that a feeling? Is that a fact or a we feeling? We got to go, don't we? Oh, gotta my. We got to go. Kyrie's next team next on Fox Sports 1 <laughs> and the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. FS1, excuse me, Nick. We'll be right back. It's all right. You'll get the name of our network down eventually. <laughs> didn't know it had yours. No one told me that. <laughs> Welcome back to another great Thursday episode. Kyrie took to Instagram Live yesterday to talk about his future and to actually not talk about his future. Take a listen. I'm a free agent this summer, but I am in no rush to make a decision. And uh, the speculation around my name from all these individuals that get on TV and have these personalities. I'm on on live here. Just give me one second, I'll be out there. Um, All these people that have... um, you know, these platforms. And, and I'm talking about the TV personalities, the, the sports folk that try to mix sports with politics and lifestyle and like that. Like when they speak on my name and, and, and they're talking about um, potential teams that I'm going to, can y'all please, I respectfully, like I'm asking, please stop paying attention to that. <clears throat> Sorry, we're back. Uh, <laughs> bro, should title contenders pursue Kyrie this offseason? Y'all know how much I love Kyrie, but no, I mean, with a few exceptions, no. Okay, here's a few exceptions. If I'm the Lakers, I think the Lakers is the king because of LeBron James' presence, Mm -hmm. okay? I think Kyrie will respect him enough to fit in, okay? But if I'm the Lakers, I'm not, I've said it before, I'm not giving up Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and my depth just to get Kyrie. So if he can... He's going to have to sacrifice. If he wants to come in for the $30 million, unless they can do a sign-and-trade with, with, you know, the Mavericks, mm-hmm. then I'll take him. If he can come in and fit into that slot. Another, other contenders that I would consider, consider looking at him. Phoenix. Oh, with Kate. And Back. here's why. Here's why. And Philadelphia. Now, I mean, this is what I mean. This is the caveat. One-year deal, Kyrie. No. And team option for the second year. I, look, 
I, Kyrie, like that video about I haven't made my decision, yes, of course it's up to him, but it's also up to the market. And I don't think there's going to be this huge market for Kyrie. And Dallas has to understand that. Like, I, I just cannot give Kyrie three years guaranteed yeah, max no, money yeah, okay, like yeah, the Mavericks might do. Bro. Who knows what in the world happens? So, 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 again, if I can get him with caveats, okay. the Lakers in their cap room, Phoenix or Philly. I, I do consider. not think Kyrie Irving makes sense for any contender in the league that realistically could get him. So, like, let's go through it. Uh, we could do it quickly. Mm-hmm. Would you add Kyrie Irving to the Milwaukee Bucks? No. Of course not. Would you add him to Boston? Oh, we tried that, and he stomped on the leprechaun's face. So I don't think that's going to happen. We'll deal with I mean, He did. He stomped on poor Lucky. I actually, that was uh, the never uniform. Much like I've never liked Jokic more than when he shoved Ishbia, I've never liked Kyrie more than when he stomped on the leprechaun. But set that aside. Let's deal with Philly in a moment because you mentioned that. All right? Cleveland, they're full-on guards, right? The Knicks, they were give them credit. No, they already have a small guard. Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The Heat, they're, 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 I, ah! I, I go ahead. I, like I would, let me comment on I, that. To me, the Heat are proving going through a proof of concept with the opposite of Kyrie Irving, right? The un, underrated, undrafted, yep. scrappy, tough, buy into the program, culture, 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 defensive-minded guys bringing in Kyrie Irving. Does not, in my opinion, make a lot of sense there. But and we can go west in a moment. Yeah, quickly. I ultimately I agree with you. They could use the talent infusion because then they become. I mean, look, they're obviously a contender as it is. They could use the talent infusion, but I think Kyrie. I just think he and that Heat culture, it would get crazy. Of course, I really. I, it it okay. would get crazy. So now we're we, now we're basically we're out of the contenders in the Eastern Conference. And again, I'll come back to Philly out west. Denver, of course not, right? Memphis, can they? Yeah. No, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. You said Phoenix. Phoenix, KD does not want to sign up for Kyrie Irving experience again. There is no chance he wants to sign up for I Kyrie. don't know that. You don't know that? Do you? you? For sure? I, I mean, you, it's, that's fair speculation, yeah, no, but do you know that for no, sure? No, I have not talked to Kevin On Durant a one-year deal, a prove-it deal. The, so, and he might not take that, but that's the only way I do it I mean, if it I'm thinking. Shocking. The, it would be shocking. The, yeah, the leverage is great. The, no, no, no. <laughs> if Dallas just no, I think it's he's put saying, down, No, no, no. I think he's saying it'd be shocking if Durant, if Durant if signed Durant up for that. reunited with Kyrie. The, the Clippers, he would literally I, have to I take the you. league minimum. So I, the Clippers, I actually think because – they will sign and trade the possibility, but, um, but you, I guess if you're well, trade, but I don't the think the Clippers are a realistic okay. piece there. Okay. The, the Lakers, I do not want them. And I know we'll talk about the Lakers in a moment, make the same mistake they made on the Russ thing. But he's, out- Russ was, Russ was a, a just stylistic bad fit, but and Kyrie's here's why, not that. Here's why, here's why Kyrie's a bad fit for any contender. He's not a winning player. Last two years, last two years, he's 46 and 47. Has he had good teammates? He's played with Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic. Last two years, he's won zero playoff games. He has not played in a meaningful playoff game past round one in seven years. He's at, Can I at comment 31, on that, though? Of course. At 31 years old, Brew, you are who you are. He's 31. I, I, agreed. 
Here's the thing, though. Kyrie cannot be the number one. On some, in Boston, he was the number one guy. And in these other teams, look, Kyrie, a part of Kyrie's problem is he's going to think he's better than everybody. He's going to think he's the best player on your team. I bet you he thinks he's better than Luka. He thought he was better than LeBron, but LeBron had a strong enough personality and game to show him, no, you're not. But who else does? He had no lead. Kevin Durant is not going to a leader. And that, that Luca at this young age, I don't know that he's a leader. That's the difference. Kyrie has to go somewhere where he's the number two, and he knows he's the number two. And I think that would be the case with the Lakers. I agree. Him is your guy. You ain't winning nothing. If you were a GM on the fence, like maybe we're going to sign Kyrie, maybe we're not. Of course, he hit that big shot, won a championship. Yes. Don't you think that the way that the Dallas season went from, were they the four seed? They were the four seed, four seed when they made the Four seed to tanking and benching guys? Isn't that the, the, doesn't that piece of evidence weigh more heavily on you yes. than, wow, he's a big-time guy, he's a champion? Which is why I'm like, if I'm a team outside of Dallas, I'm like a one-year deal. Prove it, behave well, play well, mm. and then maybe we'll talk can, about a longer just, deal. I, I know we're moving on just because I said we'd get to Philly. Philly is an interesting one because Daryl, for good or for bad, has always been a give me the talent, I'll deal with the rest. So I could see Philly being a team that if Harden's it, gone. If, bring yeah, Kyrie. it's something that is something like that, and so in and that, they need a closer because it ain't Embiid. It's not Embiid. I the, the the issue is with that stunt Maxi's growth. And it, which to me would be a concern because Maxi, I think, is not just because clutch client, diamond and more than a diamond in the rough. I think he's a future all-star level player, not next year, but at some point. So if Kyrie's not going to a contender, then where's he going? That's the point. That's like point. the bad teams with cap space. I th- yeah, it doesn't I think make Dallas, sense. I think he run, they run it back with Dallas, which is not what they I, should be I, smart though. I don't it, one or two year deal. Yeah, I, if I'm Kyrie, I'm not taking him. Where's he going? I don't know. I don't. I'm not taking the, a one year deal. Here's if I'm Dallas, this is what I do. I let Kyrie test the market, a la Lamar Jackson. Go out there and see what you want. See what you can get. And and if it's we'll see if if he gets a long term deal, I might say we'll work out. Well, you sign and trade. He can only the teams that contend. Yeah, they that would have to do that. He'd have to do yeah. a sign trade, so he has to come back to Dallas. If Kyrie can't get a long-term deal elsewhere, why am I giving it to him if I'm the Mavericks? All right, we'll spend a few minutes on this one. Kyrie did attend two Lakers playoff games. Just as a fan, nothing to see here. Just checking things out. No need to speculate that just because he has still has his handshake memorized with LeBron, that he's not going to the Lakers. But if it did happen. Yeah. Nick, I feel like I know the answer to this question. Could LeBron win another title with Kyrie? On 2K, yes. In real life, I don't think it makes any sense. The Lakers have had two highly successful, you know what, two and a half highly successful seasons with LeBron and AD. Because I think the title defense was a success until everyone got hurt. They were the one seed mm-hmm. when AD got, when LeBron got hurt, then AD also got hurt. What was the model? LeBron, AD, young guys, good at defense. Depth. They tried the third star. Now, I agree with you. Russ and Kyrie stylistically are very different players. Of course. Stylistically, Kyrie fits. Stylistically, he fits. But he is just from an availability standpoint. 
on the same part of the spectrum of LeBron and AD. LeBron because he's 20 years in, AD because he's that's who he's been in his career. So you're going to have a guy who's unreliable health-wise, who is not good defensively, who will add a maelstrom to your locker room potentially, intentionally or unintentionally. And that, to me, is just not worth it. Here's the thing, though, and you mentioned the defense, title defense year when they got hurt. At that point, LeBron still was a closer. Yeah. All right. Is he that anymore? Like I said, against Denver, they lacked a guy they could give the ball to and say create Austin something Reeves. and shoot. It. It, I mean, Austin can close, but I don't Probably think you're is. going to him as your closer. Of course. Right. So Kyrie could be their Jamal Murray, if you will. And, and that's where I think he would fit. They need a close like that. See, so I, I'm not saying I, they definitely would win a ring, but yes, he could win a and ring. And I absolutely. think LeBron's got to be their closer, but I think the only way he can do that is if he's not playing 40 minutes a game. I think it's got to be that LeBron is, like I said the other day, more on the Tim Duncan path of you're playing 32 minutes and eight of them are the final eight mm-hmm. minutes of the game. Do we have enough depth? To survive the first three quarters where you're only playing half the time. Who is Denver rooting for tonight? We discuss that next. And a fresh episode of Weird and Wonderful. It's an excellent one. Your your ego is getting out of control. It's a fresh episode. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball is back. And so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. First, Dennis Johnson, Vinny Johnson, now this. Another episode of Weird and Wonderful in the books. Odds to win the finals. Denver huge favorites because they're going to win. Then the Heat and then the Celtics. Denver loves shooting against the Heat, so they should actually be rooting for the Heat. Shot 59% from the field. They shot 50% from three. They won both games. Also, caveat here, bro. Playoff Jimmy was just regular season Jimmy at this point, so... All these numbers are no longer that's, that's valid. That's actually right. I know. Yeah. That is fair. So, Brew, who should Denver be rooting for? Also, one of those wins came without Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. So, that's how dominant they were over Miami. Great research. Look, I, I would hate <laughs> to bad. play Miami. I would just hate. They, they're they a pest. You yeah. know? like it, They're like that boxer that just keeps throwing punches. All the time. And you can't knock him out. He doesn't hit hard, mm-hmm. but he just keeps working, and you can't you, knock him out. You'd probably pick against Miami. Well, I may. Miami. But my point is I got respect for Miami. Uh-huh. That said, I think they should be rooting for the Heat. Oh. They should. Boston, and here's why. Now, Boston might give you a few games because they're just scatterbrained. All right? But Boston is clearly the more talented team. If you de- if you deal with Boston, you got to deal with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, and they got Robert Williams III and a smart defender in Al Horford to defend Jokic. You're not shutting him down, but those two, it's hard to find a tandem in the league that would defend Jokic or have a chance of doing it better than oh, those. I don't two. think Horford has a shot against them. No, you're not shoot, shot, shooting them or shutting them down. He had a shot against Embiid. Yep, did well right. against Embiid. So I'm just saying, player. Miami, you got to worry about Jimmy. And they don't have size. Bam is small. Like, okay. I, I just think as, as gritty as Miami is, okay. mm. I'd rather face. Right. The too long didn't yeah. read version of that is Brew once again is saying the Heat are gritty, scrappy, we'll but we'll not see. that talented, we'll not see. that good. Yep. Well, uh, no, yeah, definitely the Heat. So before the series, 
I would have totally understood that answer, that Denver would rather play Miami. Given where we are in this series, of course they are rooting for Boston. Because if Boston gets there, it means Boston would have just had to empty the tank to come back from 3-0 down and had the guaranteed emotional letdown of that. So in, in these circumstances, it is now unequivocally they're rooting for Boston to take this as far as possible, as long as possible, and maybe even win, even though they wouldn't have home court. The point I thought you were going to make is they would have home court against Miami, but they wouldn't have it against Boston. But again, I'm not sure how much so home if court it, if matters for Boston. So if it were 2-2, you would say if they'd it were, If it Miami. were 2-2 or before the series, <clears throat> it would... I think you could make a strong argument on either side because Boston does on paper have a more talented roster. However, going into Lakers Nuggets, now I was obviously wrong on the series, but one of the things I got right was I said I thought the X factor was going to be Jamal Murray. And what, what Jamal Murray was or wasn't able to do would determine the series. Now, Jamal ended up having the best playoff series of his career. And I understand he didn't win the series MVP, but he could have. Against Miami, I am not sure that Jamal Murray would have that level of success. Mm. And I do know this. Boston does not have because, I'm sorry, the Denver does not have because nobody seems to have the right wing defender for Jimmy Butler. If Drew Holiday couldn't do it, and then the Tatum-Brown combo can't do it, right now no one is going to be able to adequately slow him down. The Tatum-Brown thing is interesting, though. What do you mean? Like, I don't know who made the point. Was it Barkley? Shoot. Whoever made the point, I'm giving you credit. That someone should just say, Jimmy Butler is mine. That Tatum or Jalen Brown should be like, Jimmy Butler is mine. I, that rarely happens in today's So let's just switch everything. Switch, 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 yeah, switch, but switch, switch, switch. But Drew Holiday, was, Drew Holiday <laughs> keeps winning Drew. that poll. The most underrated defender, the best defender, the player poll that The Athletic does. Remember, mm -hmm. he's won it, I think, two years in a row. And Jimmy took his soul and, Giannis was and then was too. telling him about it yep. the whole time. And then can, can we stay here just for one more moment about Bam and Jokic, what that would look like? Because Bam obviously does not have the size to deal with Jokic doing, Brew, you want to do the movement, the backing him down thing that you're mm. good at? Oh. Oh, yeah, it's, there. it's like a driving a car. <laughs> yeah, thing. exactly. It's like driving a car. I was dribbling. Like dribbling. Oh, okay. Flip side <laughs> is this, though. I do think Bam's mobility and not only switchability defensively, but his movement on offense could cause some problems for Jokic in that the, the, the one thing that even against the Lakers he didn't do well was kind of move his feet. And Bam is a different type of center than yeah. the old-school Robert Williams, who's more of an old-school center. Mm. So I just think the Heat would be the tougher match. Yeah, he'd catch three dunks, and Joker would have 32. Uh, coming up next, double. Josh Allen. Making Nick nervous. Yeah, right. The answer is no. No. Yeah, no. Give me a break. Well, he's what does he say no? What well, does he mean no? Mahomes at OTAs yesterday. He also threw a behind-the-back pass today. Also sat down with Complex to talk about his shoes and top five QBs. Here's what he said. Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. Obviously Aaron Rodgers. I guess so. Joe Montana. And then it gets down to Dan Marino or John Elway to round out your top five. As I mentioned, Greg Jennings is here. Nick, yeah. as our Mahomes expert, do you have any issues with this? Mm, breaks my heart to say this. 
terrible list. Okay. It's a bad job by Patrick. And this is where, you know, what's my New Year's resolution? Well, Be less humble. Yeah, he should have taken the page out of my book there. You can't, have the, you can't have this list and not have himself on it, and you can't have this list and have Aaron Rodgers on it. Sorry. The, if Ma- Patrick Mahomes, if Mahomes isn't in it, if, you still don't have Rodgers in it. The, to me, there is a clear top four ever. Uh, you know, and I want to go modern. I want to go last 50 years. I can't really do the Johnny Unitas, Sammy Baugh, I, Otto Red Graham. Grange. I just can't. Red Grange wasn't even a quarterback, but Otto Graham, yeah. The, I just can't do it. Shout out to Red Grange. Though. Brady. They were awesome. Peyton, Montana, Mahomes. And then we can argue about fifth place. We can argue about fifth place. Rodgers is in the argument for that last spot. I wouldn't have him there. If Greg, I would argue that if... Patrick Mahomes never played another down. He's higher than Rodgers on the all-time list. Mm. If we want to just show big-picture accomplishments, we can put them side by side, and one of these things I think will jump out at you. So, yes, I understand Rodgers has two more regular season MVPs. Mahomes has two more Super Bowl appearances. But what about that playoff? The fact that Patrick Mahomes already has as many playoff victories as Aaron Rodgers, to me, is meaningful to a degree that the overall counting stats that Rodgers accumulated in a far longer career, he trumps it. So, yeah, I think Mahomes' list stinks because Mahomes didn't put himself on the list. Uh, I don't I don't have a problem with his list. I, when I look at his list, I automatically get the feel that he was listing guys that he respects um, and that he obviously has always been compared to. And Aaron Rodgers, when he got into the National Football League, was one of the guys that we all compared him to because of his skill set and ability to throw the ball anywhere within the pocket and outside of the pocket. However, initially when we, I was going over this conversation, I'm like, oh, no, Patrick Mahomes can't be. But you just listed all those numbers, and there is no way that he's not on this list. Like, already currently, as it stands, he is a top five all-time quarterback because of what you just laid out. But for me, I think sometimes when we get into this top five list, and I have no problem with him not listing himself. I actually prefer that he didn't. Be weird. And he, yeah. Exactly. That's right. like Start with me. That's LeBron's type stuff. <laughs> like, you, he, let, he, let, he should let you do that. Why he should let LeBron us do that. It, I because I, I, I'm a LeBron fan. <laughs> yeah. I hate when he does it. But anyway, for me, like Patrick Mahomes, what he's been able to do, it, we typically get caught up into this vacuum of, well, he hasn't had the longevity yet. It doesn't even matter with him right now because the short sample size that we do have, the sample size that we do have, it's just as good as yeah. one of the guys that he named on the list that we've always compared him to. Now he's the guy that's out front, and we're comparing every quarterback that enters into the National Football League to him. He's one of the best to do it already. Yeah, I, sw- I-, I like him not putting himself in there. We all know he should be in Absolutely. there. Look, he's third best right now. It is Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes. That's it. And I got him ahead of Peyton, obviously. And so, I, I, as you mentioned, he's already had a great career if he stopped right now. And Patrick Mahomes, as great as the Chiefs are, he is the show. It, it, Tyreek Hill is awesome. They didn't need him. Uh, with all due respect to the, de- the defense, we know it just isn't great, but – with all due respect to the offensive line and Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey, who's awesome. It is about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I think they could make ma- many changes and be right there in the hunt to win the Super Bowl. Because as long as this dude is in his prime, 
He's something we haven't seen before. Can I ask you a question, bro? Yes. If you had, let's say, not necessarily Montana's rules and not necessarily today's rules, some kind of mixture of them both, and you had to win one game, and it was Montana or Mahomes, and you got to pick who played that game, who are you picking? <sighs> I know. That's right. It's tough. He's, I'll give you it because Montana number two. 4-0 in Super Bowls. But – and great in those Super Bowls. It's not tough. But I think I still might you, go with Mahomes. You think Mahomes. it's too? Patrick Mahomes. I agree. It's, you don't think it's tough? Two? No. Montana was awesome in his Super Bowls. <laughs> the, he was amazing in his Super Bowls, and I also would not yet have Mahomes above him on the all-time list because I do think it has to be about accomplishments along mm-hmm. with right. talent. You know what I mean? Kind of a, a combination of them all. But when it comes to playing the position at the highest level we've ever seen and getting better in the biggest moments and doing it against any level of competition, no one's ever been better than Mahomes. No one's ever been better. And so if we're just like picking any person out of history, dropping them into a scenario, he has to be the pick, even if he's behind Brady and Montana. And by the way, if people say he's behind Peyton Manning for career accomplishments, I I, I'm, I actually agree with that right now, that mm-hmm. he's behind so Manning. So would you have Manning because of the third and fourth? I might have Manning's. I'm a Manning guy. I might have Manning second. I might have Manning mm-hmm. ahead of Montana, but I have him second or third. Uh, oh, go ahead. Some understanding in the way of the Chiefs. <laughs> We think. Well, give me a break. Josh Allen. Stop it. Here we're he doing, is we on how motivated already. the Bills are. Let's go, are Josh. How <laughs> you rolling with Josh? Losing the playoffs isn't fun, you know. And um, I, I so ba- badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo, and I just don't want anything to get in the way of allowing me to be the best quarterback that I can be for this team. And I so badly want to beat Greg Jennings in an arm wrestling competition, <laughs> but it ain't happening anytime soon. I guess we can never say never, but I would say the odds are against me. Listen, uh, I think that at one day, one point, it's, the odds are maybe, but they ha- their moment evaporated in 13 seconds. Man. That was their year. That was their best team. That was when that was Josh Allen's best year. That was Diggs's best year. That was the weakest opponent in the Super Bowl. That Rams team. It was all there for him. Mm-hmm. And now they've gotten jumped in line by Cincy. The Chiefs have only gotten better. So I'm not saying like their windows closed, okay. but their best opportunity yeah, to win was two years ago, and they blew it. Sorry. They blew it. Yeah, there weren't as many teams in the race. Yeah. That's the problem. Didn't like, have to deal with the royalty. You got a lot of teams that are right in, and they were always out front. Like, I believe that their window was the year that you're mentioning and last year. Like, so it's closed now? For me, I'm not saying that it's closed, but there's so many other teams mm-hmm. lobbying for that position that they have to contest with within their own division. Yeah, I agree. Within their That's own division. About. And so for me, when I look at it, it's his. The mindset has changed. Going into last season, the talk was we, it was more confident. It was like, you know, this is our year. We feel like this is the year. Yeah. Now it's like, I really hope, I really yeah, want to. It's a, lot of it's a different Maybe imposture. when that new stadium opens up, it'll have a roof. Nope, actually won't. So they're going to have to play in the snow and they're not very good. <laughs> the window is not closed, okay? I'm not saying I'm picking them. But as long as – if Josh Allen is who we think he is, and if he proves not to be fine, but as long – if he's who we think he is, as long as he's there in the prime, the window's open. The defense still has Von Miller. I'm not saying he's Eric Dickerson, but they added Latavius Murray to run it. No, short yardage, so Josh doesn't have to do all those short yardage runs. Stephon Diggs is still there. Yeah. 
If you got a quarterback that's ultra elite, which I think he is, then you have a week. window that's open. I know we don't want You're to just make, dismissing uh, no, my no, comments. No, no, no. I'm saying I know we are not. Don't want to make predictions yet. You are. I will make one. You are going to pick the Bills. I'm not. Man. You're going to pick the Bills. I'm not. I'm, I'm not positive. certain of that. I'm not. <laughs> Well, it's Thursday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the most motivating segment in all of sports. It's also the time where we do a little segment called Viewer Mail Before the Bud List. For the year 2023, we get a lot of physical mail. We're still getting letters. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I sent a Christmas card to the postmaster. Said it was the only one he got. (laughs) Really? Yeah. LaJoy or the new one? This is the rare Bud List where we give away away the punchline before... (laughs) I read the letter. It's like Johnny Carson. Okay. Bud List Pizza. (laughs) Bud List Pizza. (laughs) Dear Wilds, love the show. My twins, Ryan and Brian, love collaborations and are consistently making Dawn and I log on to Hypebeast to find the latest drops. Have you considered any collaborations for the Bud List? And that's how we got Bud List Pizza oh. that you just saw. So there you go. Congratulations. Am I going to get to see it? Well, it just popped up for a second for the audience. There, and there it is. is. And here's Tidal, some pizza. Oh, and we the also pizza got a of pizza. Oh, yeah. wow. So there you go. You know, I wouldn't say it's a perfect execution, <laughs> but like a lot of things in life, we keep it going. Now, on to the Bud That photo I love much more than me and the, somebody else's body on my face with the farmer's outfit. That was your body. Wasn't even close. All right, let's get to the bud list. Number three, we're gonna go to football. Oh. Lamar Jackson. Now I heard Lamar talking, I think it was even yesterday, about I'm not gonna run as much this season. I'm going to air it out under new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. I got the receivers, OBJ. They just added Nelson Aguilar, uh, Rashad Bateman, the, the rookies, they flowers. They got some speed. Uh, and he is ready to air it out. He even said you can only go so far running the football. Wow. That's, that's a heck of a statement from the greatest runner in quarterback history. All right, Lamar, I got to be honest, though. The numbers haven't been great passing the football. The MVP year, outstanding. But since then, the last three years, 33 touchdowns, 20 picks in the last two years, 63% completion. I need more. Now, I believe that you, even, believe in you because we've talked about you throwing outside the numbers. I think you can do it, but this is the year you have to go out and prove it. Prove that you can throw well enough to win multiple playoff games. Prove that you can throw the football when you have the receivers in the system. Lamar, I believe in you. At number two, we're going back to the NBA. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy. You got a chance to make history. All right, the second eighth seed ever to reach the NBA Finals. The first playing team ever to reach the NBA Finals. Or... The first team out of 151 to lose a 3-0 lead in, mm. and not make the final, not advance. All right, Jimmy, you got to go out there and get it done tonight, okay? I, I know you still wouldn't be facing elimination if you have to go back home for game six. And I know you wouldn't crack under the pressure. What about Caleb Oh, and Duncan? 
Oh, here we and go. Max. Here we and go. all the rest of your undrafted oh teammates. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I said it. All right, you got a bunch of undrafted teammates. All right, Jimmy, look, what? I was the first on national TV, oh, lest somebody says I'm a hater, to say you are building a Hall of Fame resume. You get to another finals, heck, you win the championship. Championship, you're definitely in the Hall of Fame. All right, what better place to really build that resume then Springfield, Massachusetts, just down the road from Boston. Springfield, of like course, is the Hall of Fame, you know, where the NBA Hall of Fame is. Boston right down the road. So, Jimmy, <laughs> look, I, I'm pulling for the Celtics, but you you, you can get busy tonight. I, you got some pressure you on you, but I, I, well, I, I do believe in okay. him. I'm going to say I don't believe in the rest of the Heat players. Okay. All right, at number one, sticking with this series, Jalen Brown. Jalen, where art thou? I I never would have expected this from Jalen Brown. Jalen is one of the strongest-minded players on and off the court in the league. That's true. So I am stunned at 16 points a game, at 39% shooting. Heck, 12% from three? Not great. 12% from three this series, Jalen. I am baffled at what's going on. Just a, a week's... After being named second team All-NBA just weeks before being eligible for the Supermax, just months after being upset and acting like the Celtics are crazy, lunatics for engaging in trade talks about you. Jalen, you got to show up, man, and tonight is the night. I do believe in you. I'm picking the Celtics, and I'm picking you to have a big night. Nice. Jalen, get it done, my Let's man. Let's go. That's the buzz. Seems a little more motivational for Jalen than for Jimmy. Well, I gotta say, <laughs> I just got. I, I like the list. I like the list. I'm gonna add to the list. I'm not gonna preach to this guy. I'm just gonna talk, just like we're having the conversation because you have a road to plow in front of you that the expectations are great, and that is the great on Patrick Mahomes' top five quarterback list, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. oh. In the oh. New York Jets, the expectations are high. It's Super Bowl of bust. Your, your head coach is getting up on podiums, telling the world we're one of the six to eight teams that are true Super Bowl contenders. Why? He wasn't saying that last year. It's because you came. You signed that deal. You are the savior. Whether you believe that or not, whether those words come out of your mouth or not, you are the savior to get this team from point A to point B. And point B is Super Bowl or bust. This is the best defense you will have ever had. I can't say ever had Mm -hmm. because our Super Bowl year that we shared, we had a really good defense. But this will be the second best, if not possibly the best defense you will have had at quarterback. It's all on you. You're playing with the number 17. Remember when you played with one in Green Bay? This kid, all offensive rookie of the year with Mike White and Zach Wilson. Now you're under center. How much greater can you make him? It's been said that you may not be the greatest leader, but you're doing everything that one wants to see you do. You're here for pro offseason program, OTAs. You're going out with the guys, sitting courtside. You're lounging. You're having fun. Stay healthy. Get it done. And let's see if you are the last quarterback standing at the end of the year. I like it. And look, we talked about top five quarterbacks of all time. I think we all agree 
If he delivers a Super Bowl for oh, the no Jets doubt. this year oh. or next year, yeah. there's no and, doubt. He's and might I say, their narrative on Aaron Rodgers may change. It would. Flip. It, would. it would flip. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. I'm going back to hoops. I'm going to the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. And I am putting Jamal Murray on the bubble. Ooh, interesting. Because here's the deal. I, I think Jokic, at this point, all of us would be shocked if he's not somewhere from good to great in these finals. What For the second straight series, I believe the X factor, whether it's against the Heat or the Celtics make the miraculous comeback, Celtics, the X factor will be Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray... It's not so much money on the line, but it's reputation, what he has to gain. In these conference finals, he was 33-6-5 on 50-40-95 splits. In the playoffs, he has been 28-6-6 on 48-40-90 splits. If he keeps up that level of production, the Nuggets will win the title. And then you start when we did Club Superstar. He was honestly not even really considered for it. He's not in line. He's not. He's in the Jalen Brown category of a really good player, but not one of the top. Not even in consideration for one of the 15 best in basketball. But we saw what he did his previous healthy postseason when they made the conference finals. He then missed two postseasons with injury. If he has four straight rounds of excellence and is the Robin on a champion, you start reevaluating his hierarchy within the league and all of that. So for Jamal, and by the way, I do believe in Jamal Murray. I think he's an excellent player who has found a way to become adequate defensively, which is all he needed to do because offensively he's dangerous. Mm. So I, I agree with a lot superstar. of what you said. I, look, I don't think he should be in the line for club superstar yet, yep. but he hasn't even made an all-star team. A lot yep. of talk about that. Oh, he's not even an all-star. Mm. If they win this series, and he, even if they – well, I say if they win the series and he plays well, next year he will be one of those guys. It's like, well, we got to get him in. Of course. He's got to make the all-star team. It, maybe some other guys don't. So. Yep. This will be huge for him. Brew, I'm going to squeeze in Joe Missoula. We only have 60 seconds left. Joe Missoula, quick word of advice. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of people that want to get you fired. You might say, why? Is it because, I don't know, I won more games than my predecessor and was the number two seed and had better offensive rating? Is it because I just was almost got swept? None of those reasons. It's just because you don't call timeouts well. <laughs> I swear to God, that's the only reason. Everybody in the media and it's at home, they don't know what play you're running. They don't. They just know when there's a big run and they're turning to their significant other say, he should call a timeout, and you don't. It really bothers everybody, and it turns into a fervor, and all of a sudden Brad Stevens is like, oh, geez. He would be the first coach fired after making a conference finals in 10 years. Solely on timeout. So, Joe, you did a better job game four. If the Heat go on a big run, man, just call a timeout. Just call a timeout and save your job. <laughs> You're a good coach. Before you close the segment, can I say, because we haven't seen Greg in a long time, Greg, it's great to have you back. It is. Can you stand up and give me a hug? Absolutely. Can, can you Come stand, can you stand up? Here. Come on, Greg. Get even, up, buddy. Get up. I don't get even want to stand up. Oh, you don't want to stand up? I'm not going to stand up. I wonder why. Greg's just got a great outfit on. I was trying to get it on. I don't want to put anyone to shame. I don't want to put anyone to shame. Greg is wearing pajamas. Come here. 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 Come here.
Holly. You can't see it. Absolutely. It's a beautiful fit. It's a beautiful fit. Holly. You just got the cutoff just right. Well, maybe LeBron's retiring. Probably not. Maybe he's publicly <laughs> negotiating with the Lakers. Maybe he's distracting the media. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so dumb. That's according to one Western Conference executive story. via Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report. He'll suit up next year. He just changed the conversation. Now, we're not talking about a sweep. We're talking about LeBron and retirement. He loves to control the narrative. Oh, shut up. Uh, you know, anonymous I Western Conference executive. I didn't know he even got swept uh, before <laughs> I saw this. I, the, I mean, listen, the idea that if, if LeBron had just had some mortifying postseason meltdown, and then if after the Dallas series he was like, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to play again, may, maybe I'd buy it. We showed you the numbers after the game on Tuesday's show, so after Monday's game. LeBron finished this postseason top five in everything. Mm-hmm. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks, minutes. The game they lost, while the very end of the game, obviously, he missed missed a shot and then didn't get a shot off to potentially tie the game. No one could argue he played poorly in that game. He played all 40, 47.9 of the minutes and had 40, 10, and 9. The idea. This is where folks get the some level of Le, LeBron derangement that I can't deal with. He is the oldest guy in the league who has played more minutes than any player in league history, other than Kareem. You know why he was openly f- f- philosophizing? Sorry, couldn't say the word about his basketball mortality because he was thinking about it. And I think the point Brew made, I think, was a really interesting one. And I think your buddy Bill Simmons made a similar one, which is LeBron just fired every bullet from his gun, played about as well as he could play, and wasn't the best guy on the court. Mm-hmm. And that is probably, honestly, Shocker. The fir- and it's honestly the first time in his playoff life that's ever happened, where he played his best he could and someone was just better. Like, they, even when they were losing to the Warriors, like, it's, I don't think he left any of those games like, yeah, KD's better than me. It was just that. It was okay. the team. It was the team. team. Was better. Right, and right. so a lot of things would make him be like, I don't know what I'm doing. The idea that it was a Machiavellian, oh, man, I don't want Skip and Shannon to be talking about my last <laughs> shot. So what am I going to do here? I just don't buy it. It's I just flatly don't buy it. Because the, the Western Conference executive isn't the only person to think this. Yes. There, there, I've had people on my radio show, The Odd Couple, talking about yeah. this, throwing this out. Yeah, I bet Rob Parker thinks Well, this. he's been off, but but his two replacements oh, have thrown it yeah. out there. Um, oh, there's no Rob Parker. Oh, Ephraim Salam and Brian, oh, no, they man. threw we, it out Rob there. Rob carries that truth. Look, LeBron does like controlling the narrative. Sure. LeBron does like creating buzz. But I refuse to believe this. All right, um, that he's doing this just to avoid people talking about the sweep. First of all, Nick's right. It, they were swept, obviously. Does that do anything to hurt LeBron's legacy at all, or should it? No. Michael Jordan, who you know I think is the GOAT, wasn't even making the playoffs late in his career, his last two years in Washington. All right, Shaq's been swept how many times? Six? Yeah. Like, if LeBron had averaged 12 points a game in this series, it shouldn't affect his legacy. He's playing with house money at 38. 
He really is in his 20th season. So I think that's ridiculous. Oh, he didn't want him talking about the sweep. What I don't like, if LeBron did do this, which I don't think he did, it's taken away from the Nuggets. That's the that's thing. fair. That's what I don't like is that I don't care about LeBron being swept. That, that's ridiculous to think that's a big deal. But it takes away from we're not talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about LeBron's retirement. Now, again, I don't think that was his intention, but that would be what would bother me. Not Well, it we're certainly not bothered Michael Malone. Go ahead. Well, it should. I think the only – the I also disagree with this anonymous executive, but there is an element of you're not retiring. You're just not. You've got two guaranteed years. You're not walking away from $100 million. You're still really good. I just I don't think anyone actually buys at face value that he's retiring. I, I, which is okay since he didn't say I'm retiring. He said I don't know what I'm doing. Do you not buy that he doesn't know what he's doing? I don't buy that, no. Okay, so you think he knows exactly what he, he – you think he knows he's going to be there for game one of next season with the Lakers? Oh, well, then um, you know what? He did – actually, when you look at it, he did parse words. Does like he ever said, like, say the word I'm not there in the fall. But here's the other yeah, thing. The McMenamin quote. The, well, here's McMenamin the, asked him, and he says, yes, I'm thinking about it. You're right. Yeah. Here's right. the other thing. If you look at what he said at the press conference – he did not say, you know, like he didn't – it wasn't as strong as what he said to McMinimum. Now, unless he waved over McMinimum after the press conference, like, walk out with me, which sometimes happens. But he didn't know that a reporter, McMinimum, Chris Haynes, whoever, was going to walk out with him It's just – th- th- this is the point in Hub. And so McMinimum kind of got that out of him. I apologize. Just give me 20 seconds. We did not – when Tom Brady walked off the field against the uh, against the Titans with the Patriots, and at the end of it thanked everyone and did a whole thing, nobody said, you know what? I think Brady's trying to distract everyone from the pick six he threw to lose the game. They're like, oh, super old, all-time great, contemplating his future. The idea that we ascribe these motives to LeBron, mm-hmm. because even the anonymous Western Conference executive would rather talk about him than Nikola Jokic's baby hook, is not anybody's fault. Yeah. It's just what's interesting and what's not. We also didn't talk about the Titans that much. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, give Rabel more credit. Gosh darn it. Yeah, that defense. They we not- need to be talking yeah. about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you know, if you missed any of today's show or want to take it on the go, you don't have a lot of options. You basically have to hire a stenographer, have them type out the entire show and read it. Just kidding. We have a podcast. <laughs> You're back, buddy. So you're back to the First Things First podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Really stick with those big two. You don't want to get any malware. Rare, no metal day today, so we're going to go right to the interesting question. Game five, tip off tonight. Brew, no show on tomorrow, and I'm afraid I'm asking this in real life. (laughs) Celtics win. How many toes down are you going to be? For game six, whoo. I've said this number before, and I'm not doing it to keep the bit going. Oh, thank you. But this goodness. is really how I This feel. is your hardcore toe analysis. If, if, yeah, if the Celtics win game five tonight, I will be six toes down Brew, on game Can six. you just please, because we're not on the air again until Monday, admit to the audience that right now you still believe the Celtics are going to win the series? Look, I, I've never moved away from my pick. Mm. 
Contrary to some of the rumors you going around pick upstairs, the heat the, to close them out. You so that was the heat one. to win Game Four, and they were did up three. Did I ever officially say the Celtics are done, bro? You picked. isn't that what it takes? <laughs> Is that what it takes you, to turn off a okay. pick? Okay, yeah. So you've so. got the, the Celtics Cel- tonight, the Celtics and you'd have the Celtics in Game I, Six. Well, um, I don't know. Okay, you have, six 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 down. Down. you have the Celtics tonight, though. You have the Celtics tonight, to be clear. Okay. If they do win game so six, Brew then. has now picked against the Heat 14 of 15 games this postseason, and this will be 15 of 16. I don't the know one game true. he has picked them I, is the game they lost. I don't think that's I will true. go with the Heat tonight, okay. and we will be discussing a Nuggets-Heat final. I think Monday. you're funny. Speak is up next. We're back on Monday. Stay tuned.